Hi, everyone. Welcome to another CornerCast podcast. I'm your host, Khalil, here at casterscorner.com and cornercast.com. We're happy to have you back for another podcast. I'm really excited about this one. This one has been a little bit in the works just because of scheduling and trying to figure out times and all that. But my guest this week is Jason Langston. You might know him better as JNL underscore toys on Instagram. And he has a long history in the toy design world, working in packaging and design. And I think I found him because, honestly, because of his logo on Instagram. It's that retro look from the LJN line. And it throws me off because it's the same initials, but it's in a different order. And so I I started following Jason. And... It's been great to hear his commentary on the work he's done on the DC Multiverse line and his work at Mattel and just his overall opinion on toys. And honestly, the work he did on the Multiverse line is what got me back into the fold as far as buying Mattel products because after Classics, I took a little bit of a break and I never really got back in but then a lot of the things that he had worked on really pulled me back into the fold and I can remember seeing all the work at San Diego and being so excited about collecting DC again it was a great moment and so he goes through and talks a little bit about his work there and for all you Thundercat fans out there we spend about the first half hour talking about Thundercat so um and it was great. It was, it was reminiscing and found out, uh, I mean, through through messages and, and through the podcast, we, we talked about growing up here in Connecticut and um, the places we shopped and the things we enjoyed because we're about the same age. So it, it was it, it was one of my favorite podcasts to record because it was uh, just two guys just just chatting and shooting, you know, shooting the shit about um, their passion for, for this hobby. And so, uh, so I want to thank Jason. You can follow him on, on Instagram at J N L underscore toys on Instagram and, uh, hit him up, like his posts, follow him, give him a follow because I, I mean, just his knowledge alone is, is worth it and, and all the stuff that he's worked on. So definitely check him out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, enjoy the podcast. Remember to follow us. We're at Caster's Corner on all social media, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Remember to subscribe to the podcast on Apple iTunes and wherever you find your podcasts. Um, enjoy, rate, review, subscribe, share. Feel free to, you know, comment on this post and let us know who you want, who else you want to see on the podcast. Where we've got a lot of people in the in the queue we're just trying to set up times um so you know as through the fall we're going to have a lot we've got a lot of product coming out there's there's just there's a lot going on um i did want to take a moment and i know dead air is bad for podcasts and um radio and all that but um over the weekend we lost an inspiration we lost um a great, great person that uh, inspired a lot of people. And um, so I just want to take a moment 
to remember Chadwick Boseman. I never got to meet him. I've met some of the other Avengers, but I never got to meet Chadwick. Um, but uh, his work on the screen as Black Panther and and all his other work, um, not only as an actor, but as a human being and an activist and, and uh, a supporter. So I just wanted to take a moment to remember him uh, and say thank you for all of his work. And uh, I want to say, you know, we're, we're never going to forget you. And although it's a small podcast and, and we, you know, we have a, we have a decent following, you know, I know all of us have felt that loss. Um, so uh, on that note, um, you know, we get, we get to enjoy the hobby that we love. And we're lucky to be here and be able to do that. So I really hope you enjoy the conversation. Uh, as as I do with all my podcasts, I don't do a lot of prep questions and things like this because I like to get to know the person and, and let the conversation take its natural progression. And so that's how we ended up with 30 Minutes on Thundercats. So without further ado, uh, remember to follow Jason on Instagram, uh, JNL underscore toys on Instagram and uh, enjoy the podcast is me it is Jason talking all things toys and and growing up in the 80s enjoy everybody so uh, yeah man i mean i think i think i found you because i'm a kid of the 80s and your logo on Instagram just like brought back like the days of Toys R Us and, and looking for Thundercats and stuff. And like, yeah. I just, I mean, we're, I, I assume because you picked that you're a kid of the eighties too. Like, yeah, you know, um, I was inspired by uh toy shiz. Honestly, I saw that logo come up and I was like, God, man, that is so cool that he's using the toy biz logo. Like what can I use that kind of like, feels like me that kind of hits back that retro feeling that just like when I was happy to be a kid and my initials are J and L. So mm-hmm. it just kind of worked out perfectly, but yeah, kid of the kid of the eighties and kid of the, I, I was an old kid in the nineties, but I was a, a I, I like to think like I never stopped being a kid, mm-hmm. but I had a very early uh, social reckoning i guess like just being social conscious being, being social awareness of everything and when, when i was young so yeah so long answer yes kid of the 80s <laughs> yeah i mean um i think i had that same moment where it was kind of like kind of went in and out of collecting i think that's been the trend of everybody like you hit somewhere early teens and it's not cool well back then it wasn't cool to like like spider-man or you know have toys in your house and there was a certain point where you, you had to kind of drop out and and at some point some people come back and some people never do. It's always fun to talk to the people that come back because it feels like it's it's part of your core. Like it it made such an impression, like that error that it you just can't let it go. And um yeah, you and Toishas are definitely <laughs> bringing that that feeling back, that nostalgia back. Um what, what was your favorite line growing up? Like what was what was the thing that kind of like you still smile about? Oh man. Um, I had, I had a lot, but I think, uh, 
I think Thundercats was probably my favorite when I was a kid. I, mm-hmm. I had a lot though. Like um, when I was young, 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 like it was Thundercats, but I loved GI Joe. I love, and then Ninja Turtles was pretty much like the number one thing for me. Like I was about, I don't know, nine, nine or 10 when the cartoon came out. Mm-hmm. No, I was about nine when the cartoon came out. And uh, that just captured my imagination because it was all the humor that I loved about real Ghostbusters but it had more action and then it just turtles just hit me just hard and never really left. Like I kind of like come and go on Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters. Like mm-hmm. real Ghostbusters is one of my favorites, but turtles was the first toy line where I just wanted everything. Like I wanted the vehicles. I wanted all the characters I wanted. And with real Ghostbusters, which was one of my other favorites, I never really had a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. I had like, I didn't get the core figures. I didn't, ha- I had like, I had the like fright feature versions and it wasn't like just the regular ones that were on the show. Right. It was just whatever it was available. But um, yeah, Ninja Turtles hit me pretty hard. I, I was, uh, and I still love turtles. I remember getting those turtles, those early playmates kind of, and getting, I think it might've been a Christmas or it might've been a birthday and I got the blimp and I got the whole thing. And I remember yeah. taking, going, I need a playset because they never really made like a good playset. And I remember cutting boxes with markers and coloring it in and like, yeah, here's yeah. the street and here's the thing. And I mean, those, they definitely, I don't think they stuck with me as much as, much as Thundercats for me. Cause yeah. there's something about Thundercats, but yeah, turtles definitely were, I think turtles was like my, um, on my slide out, like mm. of like the eighties cartoon stuff, like the eighties cartoons kind of started dying out like late eighties for me. Um, right. and the turtles were, but they, they're definitely taking up a lot of my time right now. <laughs> I think they're yeah, taking yeah, everybody's yeah. time. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, like I, I really love GI Joe, but it, that was another one where I never had core characters. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I had just random guys that were on shelf at the time. Like I always loved Flint and Bazooka and Dusty and like characters I considered core characters, but I never had those figures. Yeah. So I kind of like left like gi joe kind of just went away for me like that was one of the shows that just left it was Mm -hmm. like something that i loved but it was just gone and um for thundercats like thundercats i remembered the show and i had a bunch of the ljn toys but when i was in college um there was a carl's jr on campus and i would leave i like i'd get out of art class and i'd go over to because i had like a big break in between classes and the Carl's Jr. had a TV in there and they normally had like CNN or MSNBC mm-hmm. or whatever was like playing. And I figured out how to change the channel and uh, Toonami, I think Toonami yeah. was p- replaying yeah, yeah, Thundercats again. So like every day I would go over to the Carl's Jr. whether I ordered food or not and I would go change the channel because I was the only one in there and I'd sit there and, re- and I was re-watching the show. And it so it was like, so I loved it when I was like, eight or seven and then now i was in my late teens early 20s -hmm. and watching it again and the animation was just so good yeah and you know the storytelling was was cool that i mean just that intro alone is so well done yeah that i feel like it holds up it's you know it's corny it's definitely corny but the character designs are so good and in it like i wasn't a big he-man fan i know it's like um blasphemy and being like a Mattel employee or whatever but I didn't really care for He-Man that much like right. I, I still didn't like even working there I was like I don't know guys I just don't get it but Thundercats I'm like yes like cat like people I don't know what it is it's just so cool to me but like 
the dudes in, in furry underwear and furry boots and stuff like it just didn't resonate with me. I don't know. I think for me, He-Man was like my gateway drug. Um, I remember, I can clearly remember um, going to, to child. I think we've talked, right? You you grew up on the East Coast, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Bridgeport, Connecticut, maybe. Oh, me too. That, that's right. Yeah. That's what it is. Um, so I remember going to Milford Mall and going to Child World. And I remember like, I don't know, it was three, two, three, f- three or four. And yeah. they had the big display He-Man. And I remember my mom going, oh, this looks cool. And I was just like amazed to see this big display that was probably like, you know, for us, it was probably like tiny, but like for a you know, three-year-old, it was like monstrous. And yeah. I got He-Man and my mom looked at it. And she was like, oh, look, the back of the box. There's more of these. We should go find them. And then I remember going to Stratford and going to Bradley's and getting, I think it was Tila. And she was like, oh, look, we finished what was on the back of the box. We're done, right? (laughs) And so that was like the little glimmer of like, we have to get what's on the back of the box and then we're done. And then as things kind of progressed and there was more on the back of the box, it just kind of... It, it's here I am today. It just spiraled. <laughs> yeah, it did. It spiraled really bad. Um, but I think He-Man I, was my gateway, but Thundercats for me, I remember I remember seeing a preview for it. Like cartoons had commercials and I remember the preview for the first episode and them kind of all standing in their garments. And then it was like one of the first shows that I remember going, wait, tonight was the premiere. Oh, I'm, we missed it. I have to like, we have to go home. Mm-hmm. We have to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, it was that, that kind of just like grabbed me and yeah. it's still, I just, today in the mail, I just got the super seven retro guys. Um, the little reaction figures. Oh yeah. The, um, the, the Kenner, the Kenner esque ones. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah the ones f- are kind of, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And I'm like, I just, I don't care. Like I just, I'll buy it all. Like <laughs> you make a Thundercat, I'll probably buy it. Um, but yeah, no, Thundercats was my, like, He-Man was like the gateway, but then Thundercats was like the thing that kept me and that has sustained over the years. Like no matter what iteration, like I'll sell GI Joe, I'll sell masters. I'll, you know, I'll get rid of stuff. I'll purge once in a while and get rid of make space. But for some reason, Thundercats just stays like, it's just, yeah. yeah. Same, same, same here, man. Like I, I've, like I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. I didn't mm-hmm. want to play with Ghostbuster. So like I built my own pack. When my wife was pregnant with our first kid, mm-hmm. like that's my that was my project was building my own pack. And it took like six months and nine hundred dollars of just finding pieces. And if I couldn't find something, um, you know, getting a resin casting done of it or something. Like it was just that. But I wanted to be a Ghostbuster. But like Thundercats, the there's such a like fantastical. I don't know. It, it, what's bizarre is that it's it is similar to He Man in that there's magic and technology and everything else. But I think like just the animation style grabbed me. Mm-hmm. And you know, kids are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. And it used to bug me that uh, He Man used the same animation repeatedly. Mm-hmm. Like there was always that like punch. Yeah, and it was the same like running motion. And I think even when I was even when I was little that. That bugged me. You know, it's funny you, when you mentioned like remembering the premiere. I remember when He Man premiered, and I remember running home from kindergarten to get to, to like because I didn't want to miss the premiere of it. And that's the only time I can remember being that pumped on something because there wasn't really anything like that at that right. time. You know, there was Star Wars stuff, and I had Star Wars, some Star Wars figures, but um, this was the first thing that was just so so different from that time. But yeah, Thundercats stayed with me. 
Um, Turtles stayed with me. And Turtles are things that I've let go. Mm-hmm. And I have never really gone back to get, like, I still have my original Turtles. But I haven't gone back to, like, buy ones that I had or mm-hmm. let go. Like, I'm more excited about buying the NECA ones because mm-hmm. they're kind of, like, more true to the cartoon and everything. Yeah, no. But um, but Thundercats, like, the figures are so satisfying still. They're huge. The sculpts are beautiful. Yeah. And they, they look pretty similar to what was on the show. They're not perfect. They're not exactly as they were. But, um, that no, there's just such a, like, they're just so satisfying to, like, like display. Like, so I have... Right after I got laid off, I had sold a bunch of stuff that I had that I was holding on to because you're not allowed to sell anything as an employee. Right. right. And so like once I got laid off, I was like, oh, I'm getting rid of that. I'm getting rid of that. I'm getting rid of this. I'm getting rid of this. And I hunted down a Thundercats or a, a, a Thunder Tank with actual like the original treads. And the treads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is so hard to find. A right. lot of people try to sell like replica ones and stuff. And um, that was like... I felt like this is like my parting gift. Like mm-hmm. I, that was like, that was the like trade off is like, I got laid off, but now I have a thunder tank. So I'm super awesome. happy about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I just like a couple of weeks ago, I was, um, when everything kind of shut down and I wasn't shopping really, I started doing online stuff and I started like misremembering what I had. So I mm. kind of started cause you know, there was the kid memory and then there was in, in college, eBay had just come out like eBay had just kind of hit and it was like this period of like, I think I got a Jaga from that line, from the original line for like 30 bucks. Um, and you can't touch them now for like under 200. And so I went downstairs about a month ago and picked up all my old Thundercats and I had like the core team and Monmara and Jaga and they were all sticky. Like they all had that, like the plastic had started to kind of, yeah. And so I was, talking to people um uh uh bobby uh bobby t who works with uh knights of the slice um does like toy design and stuff and does sculpting um he opened a shop here in connecticut and so i messaged him i'm like you know how do i get rid of the sticky um because i wanted to preserve them because i've got the new super seven retro uh, not retro the the super seven ultimates coming soon right and so i'm excited to kind of put them next to the originals and see what i had um and it was so it was it was really satisfying to clean them up and they still worked like all the things worked and i'm trying to get the eyes to light back up and see if i can get those going again um nice and yeah no it's yeah they they've they've remained and they've they've take they still hold a big place in the back of my head um yeah i remember like when ebay launched that was i've been an ebay member since like pretty much day two like mm-hmm. i so like 97 it's yeah. always it's always funny like when i go on there and it'll see like ebay member since 2016 and i'm like oh my god like <laughs> I've, been, I've been on ebay since 97 yeah but that was one of my first big things too was to hunt down thundercats because i didn't have them and it it's funny to think because it was like oh when i was a kid but really that was only 10 years prior right i was in college from 96 to 2001 so yeah. it was like yeah it was only 10 years ago but i did the same thing i got um Linkso and jaga and um like a bunch of the characters that couldn't find it like swap meets and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, and i think it was the same thing i think i got Linkso for like 20 or 30 bucks and now you can't you can't touch him yeah and uh you know it's and, they, and some of them get this weird like like I don't know if it's mold or like spots start forming in them and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, but um, yeah, I don't know. Thundercats, I mean, God, Thundercats really stuck with me. And Mattel, they had talked about doing Thundercats for a really long time. And um, 
Scott Knightlick was the brand manager on DC Classics right. yeah, and yeah. Masters, and, um, d- and you know, divisive but very passionate. And he, it, it took a madman to get Masters approved. You know, right. he'd sit in meeting after meeting and just say like, "These are characters that people want. They, trust me, you have to trust me." And there'd be people in the meeting like snickering and stuff, saying like, "Oh, geez, here we go. Here's another one. Like, here's another. Okay, yeah, Phantom Man." But you know, he was he was dedicated and passionate. And Thundercats was something he wanted to do a long time. He had left. Um, God, I can't remember. I think it was like 2014, mm-hmm. 2015, maybe. And a new person had taken over, and we were we were like, you know, Masters is kind of trending down. We're like beyond D list. Like we are like we're doing characters that are just in one panel of a, in a mini comic. You yeah. Know, like that, that's how far down they'd gone. And I, you know, I was like, we should, we should do Thundercats. Let's do it. And we could do it in the master style. It they're similar worlds. They're kind of like fantasy magic. And so, um, Brandon Sapinski was the product designer and I was the package designer and we, um, <clears throat> Brandon's younger than me. So he had no awareness. Like he's, he's not that much younger, but like Thundercats was, little bit before his mm-hmm. social awareness so um he we, we we'd get together and we talk and, and and i'm like you know here's the old lga online you know here's some you know characters and, and he'd come he's like i saw this guy maybe we could do this is kind of and we just like collaborated and worked together and that was my first taste of product design honestly because i was doing packaging that whole time and just getting to work on like what would the line look like so we did a three-year plan we did a five-year plan we did like you know, with vehicles and play sets and everything like we with this whole thing, it was all supposed to go on Maddie. So, um, and we went up and pitched to Warner brothers and they were excited because Thundercats is super popular still mm-hmm. internationally. It's not, it's not as popular domestically, but internationally, it still has a huge audience. And they were telling us like, we, you know, we're, we would love to get some Thundercats product out there. Um, but the 2011 show left a bad taste and everybody's off. not the not the show the show was fantastic but right. the product didn't move so they just kind of like oh well we're giving up or you know thundercats is dead and bandai did weird scale sizes and stuff with their collector figure they started with eight inch and then they rebooted to six inch and then they were just out it didn't work um so we came in and said we're going to do this we're going to use similar tooling um you know we're going to share tooling with masters going to do automatic collector it's going to be great and then so we were all we were all full speed ahead and then somebody got moved around and it kind of just got lost we had yeah. like six figures planned for the first year and then um we had six figures plus the comic-con and then the next year was just going to start all you know everything was going to get going and like nobody turned the switch on like it's like a month went by so we lost a month and then another month by and we lost so that's how we lost Gruen and Jaga it was just right like the schedule just started moving and then the head of um the whole design and marketing department was like we're shutting down Maddie Collector we're done we're yeah. not gonna do it anymore and um we're gonna let Super 7 do Masters and that's that's just the end of it and I was heartbroken. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. This is something I wanted since I was yeah, a kid. You're not the only and one. I had the, <laughs> yeah. And I had a paint master. I still have a photo of He-Man and that 
first paint master where before they changed the head where Lionel's he was a little bit different. He had like mm-hmm. angrier eyebrows and stuff. I still have a photo of those two on my desk, like side by side and thinking like, yes, this is what I want. And I, I'm friends with the guys um, at the horseman and everything. And mm-hmm. um, it was just like beautiful work. Just so excited about it. And it, uh, it like died before it was even birthed. Like it was kind of like they didn't, the line was already shut down and we had started production so we had to come out with all this stuff, but by Comic Con, like it was already dead. Like we already knew it was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was it was awful. And I every time I'd go in, I would say, just give me ten SKUs. Just give me ten SKUs. We have X amount of subscribers. We because they did a subscription model, right? right to yeah, get yeah. that mum the, the Mumra. Like we knew the numbers and they were really good. They were actually better numbers than the He-Man subs they had sold the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So it's like the fans are there. We can do this. And they're like, no, it's too much. It's, you know, we want to focus on this, this, and this. And, you know, we want bigger picture. They basically, they changed gears. They didn't want to focus on things that only made, you know, they, they, they only they wanted right. to make on things that were like 50 million or more. They right. didn't want anything that was less than that. So that was heartbreaking. I even like introduced Chaz. Um, Chaz um, was the um, account director at Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, He's and he's a great guy. Um, and I introduced him to the four horsemen at Comic Con. I was like, "This is the guy. Like, he, these are the guys that they can do it. They can take it over. They've been doing oh. Mythic Legions. Like, let them do it." Yeah. And Cornboy is like, "I would love to do this. Let this, like, you know, we can show you." And, and Chaz is like, "It's, you know, we'll talk. We'll figure it out. Maybe we can figure it out." But that was, you know, it was years. I never ever imagined that Brian Flynn was going to be able to get that going. Like, I just, I, I couldn't believe it. I knew. I have friends that are friends with the horsemen and like, I knew that they had worked on it. I didn't know any of like the details. Like I never knew the details. All I knew is that they had, I knew that they had sculpted way past what we had seen. So I knew that mm-hmm. there was a bunch of stuff in design or in process. And I knew the guys were fans. So I knew that it was in good hands. And every year when we'd go to toy fair or we'd see Brian, I'd be like, so, you know, how's Thundercats going? He's like, we're trying. He's like, we're trying. Like we, you know, we kept getting that line and it's like, and everybody that I know that went in on the sub pulled back. They were like, okay, I'm going to dump them because they're not going anywhere. And I was like, I'm keeping them. Like I'm, I'm just, I'm keeping them because I have hope. Like it was too cool and there's too much. I mean, I know it's not. And it it came up last year at Comic-Con during the toys that made us panel. Um, where somebody got up and said to Brian Volkwise, he was like, somebody in the audience has a question. They're like, can we have a story about Thundercats? And Brian was like, it's a really cool line, but there's there's not drama. Like there's not like this mm. big like push or like this big kind of thing that we can fill an hour with or a half hour with. Um, right. Cause it was just, it was a successful thing. It did its thing and then went away and then came back. But you're right. It's like every time I see it somewhere, they they mention Thundercats in music. They mention Thundercats. Like uh, Parsifal was wearing a Thundercat belt buckle in Ready Player right. One. Like yeah. it, it pops up in pop culture, and that symbol has stuck around, and that kind of passion for it has stuck around. So I'm so excited that they got it. And I'm I was the one this year at Toy Fair where we walked up. Um, with me and my friend junior and we walked up to brian and we're looking at the case and he's like aren't you excited this is the first time captain crackers had an action figure and i just looked at him and i go no no no. he was in the original ljn line and he looked at me and he was like 
<laughs> no, he wasn't. And I'm like, hold on a second. I pulled up my I phone and it. I showed him and he's like, shit. <laughs> okay. Maybe a future, maybe the next wave will have somebody that didn't have a figure yet. And I'm like, this one didn't have a figure. This one didn't have a figure. This, one. And you can do this, 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 and this. I was, yeah, no, I've, I was so excited that, to see that they got it. And I'm really excited to see them. I'm really excited for wave two because yeah. I mean, wave one, we all We've have done it. Yeah, we have, we got it. Yeah. There's, yeah. you know, some extras, there's some accessories, heads right. and stuff. So, I mean, yeah. I'm excited for that. And we've been lobbying for them to switch around Panthers nunchucks because Mattel did them in blue. So they're doing them right. in red. So, you know, we, yeah. you know, it's the kind of stuff, but I'm really excited for wave two. Um, yeah. That's what, cause that's when it feels like, okay, now, now we're good. Like, like I've already, I don't like, I don't want to see, I don't want to see like, the original trilogy again for star Wars. I just want to move on to the next star Wars film. You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. like, like, like I'm, I'm glad they're doing it because of a lot of fans did bail out on that right. or sold them. And, and you know, that lion, it goes for 80, 90, hundred bucks on, you know, it's, and there were plenty of them made, yeah. but um, you know, they, it's, it's a great figure. It's yeah. a really good figure. Um, so it'll be interesting to get them side by side. Um, I'd like to kind of see, and, um, and I didn't, I didn't order Jackalman and I'm kind of kicking myself about it um, because I have three of the first round. <laughs> yeah, so that's, was like, that's a good amount. Like, you know, I mean, I'm like 50 bucks to get it again. Like I, I did buy another Pumira, even though I have a couple of her as well. They mm-hmm. had them in the Mattel toy store for a long time and employees get a 50% discount. So I did buy her more than once just because it was just like, I, I feel bad for her sitting here. I want her to, like, I just like, I, I loved all the figures and I know she wasn't perfect, but um, it just like, it felt good to buy a Thundercats thing. Not just one. Like I worked on like, yeah. it was like, just, I was so, I was so crushed, but I, like, I remember the conversation. We only had a certain amount of SKUs to work with and we were talking about Comic-Con and uh, they said, well, we have one SKU for comic-con and i said cool let's do the thunder kittens let's do the the kittens yeah and we we were pushing forward push forward and they're like no that counts as two skews i'm like what do you what do you mean i thought it's, it's just one skew like one barcode on the box and it's such a rookie mistake but in in like development you have to have a skew for each item mm-hmm. so technically wily kit is one skew and wily cat is another skew so Luckily, our um, project manager fought for us to mm-hmm. get that because it didn't make sense to just do one Thunder Kitten, you right. know. Um, but and then uh, one of my dear friends, um, Caesar Torres, he did the packaging for that and made that really cool diorama. And so it's like a, it's perfect for display for yeah. all the figures. I'd, um, I'd love to but, say that it made it home, but I literally. Standing in line after I got, I picked up my I did pre order. So I went, I picked it up, literally sat down on the floor in, in the, um, in the Hilton right next to the pre-order line and just sat there and just ripped it open and took the figures out and was playing with them. And everybody was just sitting there like, are you nuts? And I'm like, do you know how long I've been waiting for Thundercats that look like the cartoon and that yeah. like had like weapons and like, you know, had more stuff than just like one thing. I was like, yeah. you know, I'm I'm gonna sit here and just rip and threw them all in my backpack and just took them back to the hotel and like I was That's so awesome. happy. With them. I've never opened mine because I had a I got the um, FVP samples, which mm-hmm. are like the last before they go into production, mm-hmm. and there were a couple of errors on them. Like one of them, like the I think the hand 
on Wily Cat, the hand doesn't pop out. So he's perfect. He's like permanently fused with the smoke bomb gotcha. version. Yeah. But um, so I still have the Comic Con one in box. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm super stoked. I can't wait for those to come out. If and I can get, my- been, we've waited a long time. Yeah. Know? If I can get my act together when when Bandai announced that they were doing theirs, um, I went home and I built a diorama. And so I built Mamra's like pool um, and his sarcophagus and like the big piece behind it, like the big mouth and the eyes that light up and everything. And yeah. it's been sitting in my basement for, um, uh, it's been sitting in my basement for like eight years now. And I've been waiting to get the new Mumra to put him in front of it. And like, I want to light it up and see if it, yeah, I got I to gotta repaint pieces of it. Cause a couple pieces have chipped off, but I mean, it is to scale to the figure and it's, Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and I always wanted to do a thunder, um, a cat's lair, like a, just like a front piece to it. Just like, you know, hollow kind of not, not a lot yeah. of like work on it, but a lot of foam and kind of carve it out. Um, but after the line died, I was like, I can't put this much money and time into a big, a piece this big. Uh, yeah. For and, four characters. Yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think it might have to get, if I can make some room, I think it might have to build it soon. Um, yeah. I am most excited about Slythe. When I talked to yeah. Eric at the Horseman, he told me it is a big bastard. He's like, it's, he's showing, he's like, it's like you have to hold it like a baby. It's so big. And I, I can't wait just to feel that. And like, um, you know, I, I just, Slide. I'm extremely excited about cause I wanted him to come out early. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be cool. I was, I was actually kind of, I was kind of pissed when Mattel showed the Jaga and Groon at, um, PowerCon mm-hmm. the year, I think the year I got laid off. Cause I, like I knew in my heart, I didn't know for sure. Cause I, I don't work there. I didn't work there anymore, but I was like, why are you doing this? You guys aren't doing anything with this. Like, come on. Yeah. But what was but what was great about it is that it started an awareness about it. And then um, my buddy Eggman in South Africa started that We Want More Thundercats Instagram account. Yeah. And just and he's like every day he started putting out new um he he put out a post about Thundercats. Like like he he truly took up, they said, if you want more Thundercats, then let us know. Tell Mattel, we want more Thundercats and showed like internationally that there is an audience for that. Right. Like, people are excited. And so I call him the torchbearer of omens because That's, he yeah. kind of like, you know, like he just like, he, he just like raised some hell and was just like, Hey, we, you know, this, this is something that matters. And his following grew and just, so now that it's like, I look at that, like it's a victory for all of us. Like it's like to see like, brian coming in and saying all right you know there is an audience for this and and brian they're a small company so even if they only make a thousand or two thousand of these like that's really good for them right you know for mattel they wouldn't touch that you know they got to have minimum orders to even get their factories to take the phone calls yeah but like that's that you know those are that's a that would be a great amount i obviously don't know how many that they're making right, right, right. and yeah. that you know i have no understanding of that but um but it could be it could be great, and I, I hope it does well for them. And I hope fans are excited when they get them in their hands. Well, I think just the just the fact that it feels like by you know what they've already solicited, we've got the core cats. You know, I mean, we've got the the adults um, plus Jaga, mm-hmm. and for the most part, we've gotten 
you know, half the mutants um, in Monmar seem like we've, we still have a few more. So it feels a little more hopeful. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's one and done and, or, you know, it, it was this kind of thing where it's like, okay, I'll buy the eight inch scale from Bandai. Okay. That didn't work. I'll buy the six inch scale. That didn't work. All right. We'll buy the new cartoon. Okay. That didn't work. Then Mattel, you know, try, you guys tried and that didn't yeah. work. And it's like, yep. how many times are we going to keep going in? That That's the question I get from all my friends. Like how many times are you going to, you know, <clears throat> it's like Lucy taking away the football. Like how many times are you going to keep going for it? And it's like, I'm going to keep going for it. Like I bought, I think I bought, I bought two sets from super seven for each wave. Cause I'm like, wow. no, no, no. Like I, like, I don't think you guys understand. Like I didn't get castle Grayskull. I didn't go in for snake mountain. Yeah. Um, I didn't do the, the GI Joe, um, stuff like uh not the star wars the barge like i wasn't doing oh, any yeah, crowdfunding right. stuff um or yep. unicron i i did go in for a sentinel or two nice um but uh i was like no 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 like i i'm gonna put my money where my mouth is like thundercats is my thing i am i'm gonna you know i'm gonna buy as much as i yeah. possibly can and put it out there as much as i possibly can yeah. um to kind of support it and say you know we we need more we, we want more. right we're here sure yeah, um, and and you you won't be disappointed by Wave Four either. It's it sounds pretty incredible, so I can't wait till they I keep, reveal a couple more weeks. Like yeah, it's Brian said soon, September. But, yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm I'm Boston. It seems I can't wait. It's gonna be yeah incredible. Um, and and I mean we've spent half the time talking about Thundercats, but um, <laughs> no, I think I think the other thing is I think would um was fun for me was your you started posting stuff going oh i worked on this dc toy or i worked on this figure or i made you know i worked i helped on this one and i and i had after classics kind of finished its superpowers run i think i stopped um somewhere like somewhere in the classics range and then um i took a break because i i didn't do the the Maddie collector ones I had to choose between masters or them. And then, um, I kind of just kind of fell out of it. And I think it, it, when you started posting like what you had worked on, I was like, Oh wow. Like these are like, I got to get back in. I think Kyle Rayner was what got me back in. And then I kind of went all in and started tracking down some stuff that had already come out. And then, um, the last couple of waves were some of the most fun figures in DC that I have. Um, so that was really fun watching you talk about working on the figures. Cause I think that's one of the most fun things is that designers and the people behind the toys um, are finally getting the credit and the notoriety for, for working on these things because they, I mean, for me, they're pieces of art, like in a lot of ways, like they're fun toys, they're fun to play with, they're fun to pose, they're fun to take pictures. But when I look at the pictures, you know, I, I want to get back into more, um, posed pictures, more exciting shots. And, and, and that couple last couple ways of DC were so much fun to collect, um, and have in hand and, and watching you talk about them was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, no, thank you. Thank you. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause, um, it's sort of this weird, this weird thing that I wrestle with it. Like as a designer in big toy companies, you're not empowered or allowed to talk about stuff. 
Right. Like as far as the company is concerned, the company made it and like who works on it. It's not, it's not well known. Like people don't know about them. Like it, in it, because it's the company that made it or it's that the product is more important. And it, it was this kind of like this, this weird event that happened where I, you know, I worked so hard. I was in packaging for six years and then I started dipping my toe into product and then, and I'd wanted to do product for so long. And I, and I, and Bill Beneke, who's my design manager and he's one of my best friends. He's like, Hey, I know you want to do this. I could really use some help because he was working on Batman and justice league and everything else. And he was like, I could really use some help. And he gave me an opportunity. And so for those two years, like I was all in doing as much as I could while also doing my packaging job. And it all culminated in this Comic-Con where we came out and we're like, here is the best offering that I think we'd had in a long time. Like it's Kyle Rayner and Lobo was, and all these. It was that wall, yeah. right? That blue wall. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. 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 Here's like starting with like this way. We were changing the packaging to blue. Here's this clay face. Like people seem to be into. And here's like, here's what we're doing. Like red hoods coming, red Robins coming, like all these characters that people loved and in kind of recognizable versions of them like the you know rebirth kind of brought back more recognizable versions like red hood with a giant dome and the cape and the weird skull logo like that wasn't recognizable to people right but like the motorcycle jacket with the bat logo and, and the red helmet like that did and so he came out and i worked my ass off like we were we worked super hard throughout that whole comic-con like talking about aquaman and talking about the product and everything else and then like i got laid off as soon as i got home and, um, but I had already done so much work, like engaging with people and talking to people and getting my face out there. And it, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be allowed to talk about it. Like I wouldn't have like, so if I hadn't gotten laid off, I guess right. is the point. And there has been a shift for sure. Um, like Instagram helps and social media helps. And I think there, there has been this sort of social shift where people were like starting to find out about people that worked on things and, um, I feel like Hasbro is pretty good about letting you know who's working on their stuff. You know, you yeah. get to see Dwight and, and Ryan and Dan a lot. But previously, it was always marketing. Right. Like marketing was the only one talking about it. You didn't really know who was in the trenches working on stuff. Not that marketing isn't in the trenches, but it's different. Like, they're they're up there, like, selling it to you. Right. And you know, we, we're smarter than that now as consumers. Like, we just we don't want to just be sold to. We want right. to know, like, who did it. Like, we want to see ourselves and the people doing these things. And, um, so I just, I like, I feel really fortunate that I got laid off, honestly, because it's given me this opportunity to talk about the stuff that I, that I worked on and, um, cause I wouldn't have gotten to if I was still there. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, I think, I think they showed Clayface or part of the Clayface wave at Toy Fair before you did that big San Diego reveal. And yeah. I remember looking at it going, okay, but like, I don't want the, the Arrowverse characters. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't want yeah, those yeah, yeah. secondary stuff. And, and so I went into Toy Fair going, okay, like, cool, great, but I'm not going. And then I saw the wall at, at Comic-Con and I, the thing that got me was Nightwing and Starfire. Like they're mm, like two mm -hmm. of my favorites and they were like dead center. And I was like, I'm back. Like I literally turned to, um. <laughs> Ron, who does uh, AFP action figure picks, and I was like, I just look. He was standing next to me, and I'm like, "Shit, they got me. I'm back. Like, <laughs> I'm in." They got Kyle Rayner and and Nightwing and and Starfire. I'm like, 
and 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 Wally West, I'm like, okay, I'm back. Like here yeah, we go. Yeah. Um, you know, and we were and we were lucky because there were no movies coming out. So right. like movies had started eating up so much of the budget that we couldn't we weren't we weren't giving love to the comic characters anymore. It was kind of like movies are all and it the same person that shut down Maddie Collector was the one that said combine it all together and um so now all of your tooling budget was going to these one-off movie right. figures. And when they I I'm not a huge fan of the multiverse concept. I mm-hmm. love comic. Like I like the TV shows, but I don't necessarily want action figures of them. Yeah. But those, you know, but those figures are 100% tool. Right. So that one arrow, 100% tool. The Martian Manhunter, all to you know, and and that like whole thing takes up what could have been more characters. Um I want comic because that's like to me comic the comic figures are timeless. You know, they Yeah. No, 100%. And I think I think the other thing for me was I was looking at going and, you know, rest in peace in some ways. Um DC Collectibles, DC Direct was doing the same things at this at about the same time and they were they were they were building a bigger roster. So like you would get Flash and Supergirl, but that was it from Mattel. But if you right. and they were a little out of scale, the look didn't look this aesthetically, they didn't match. But you can get right. those plus a Felicity and a Diggle and a Captain Cold from DC yeah. you know, collectibles. And so for me, it yep. was like, uh, it was a little bit harder, but. Yeah, I like to build teams. You know? Yeah. Like I, I want to, I don't want just the one arrow. And like that wasn't even the coolest version of arrow on the show. Like, yeah. I, it, but it was like, all right, we did one arrow, we're moving on. But right. then randomly they did Flash or like Earth 2 Flash zoom and it was like stop stop like let's do something else like give me some other characters like i would have loved to get a vibe figure oh yeah whether comic or from the tv show yeah but um i don't know yeah i I, i'm a bigger fan of because you can build teams out better rather than um like what there's some mcu characters that people are still waiting on you know what i mean yeah or no there are like we don't have anything from iron man 2 for the most part like nothing like and yeah who knows like we always hear that like whiplash and and justin hammer and are on the short list but i mean we're going on i don't know 10 years 12 years and right we have hope um i keep lobbying like if if they're gonna make anybody like they should make a bookend stan lee and john favreau like you know a happy hogan figure at some point because I mean, he's, I mean, yeah. I mean, John Favreau started the MCU. He doesn't get the credit he deserves for it, but like, yeah, his his direction of Iron Man and the way he handled that film essentially set that created the boilerplate template for every single MCU film. Yeah, yeah, you know, one hundred percent. And did you? Okay, I <laughs> sidetrack for a second. Um, <laughs> are you watching the the making of Mandalorian at all? Like the behind the scenes? I haven't. No, not yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I keep telling everybody, if you're going to watch any episode, I think it's like the fourth one. They talk about how they film it. He's he's created a holodeck. Like like the technology to like actually have a holodeck in real life. They, they work on it. And it's one of the... Holy cow. And so to watch that, like they walk around and like some of the stuff is static. So they have to have the stuff in. But I keep telling everybody, like if you're a Star Trek fan or you grew up watching that stuff and you want a real holodeck in real life, 
Favreau yeah. built it to film the Mandalorian. <laughs> so like they just need those hard light things that kind of will create things, you know, that are three uh, dimension. Incredible. But so it's just a big empty room with the yellow tape running in the grid. No, like no, 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 no. It's 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 a big room with all LEDs, top and bottom and sides, like three quarters around. Um, and it moves with the actors in real Holy time. Cow. So like oh my the, God. the those shots, and I'm not going to give too much away, but those shots where they're doing those big, um, where he's in the first episode where he's riding that thing and they're going across the sunset and everything, that's yeah. all on this like I forget what they call it. It's some kind of like experience or expanse or 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 like something like that. I can't remember the name of it, but it really just moves with them like that. The, there's a tunnel scene if you've seen the whole series. There's a tunnel scene towards the end. And that is 100% in that space on a fake boat. Huh. Um, and it moves with them. And they got seasick because it moved with them oh, kind of wow. doing this, but the whole background moved. So it was really, really cool to kind of, yeah. Anyway, so Favreau, Favreau deserves a figure <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yeah, he does. And he's and he has been like, I do, I you know, it's funny because I'm such a nerd about this stuff. I watch the credits to see if he gets at least a producer. Mm-hmm credit on everything because he did set the tone like every film since like i i i love the marvel films but i do feel like they are a bit repetitive because it's the same yeah but in 2008 we had never seen anything right like that you right. know and, he, and so he set the tone so i have you know, i have a lot of respect for that guy yeah and i felt like he's and so his... i wouldn't mind an action figure of happy hogan I yeah think that'd be fun um but yeah it's uh yeah so anyway dc toys <laughs> we're talking yeah um <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, I have to say, like, I'll fanboy out for a second, like, really, honestly, like, the work that you did. And, and the Instagram posts, I'll be honest, is what also pulled me back to go, like, holy crap. Like, it, it's nice to have the access. Like you said, it's nice to have the access and, and the ability to communicate. And like you said, it's nice to hear that there are people that are as passionate about the properties designing these things because it doesn't feel like a sales pitch. Like we go to toy fair and we do interviews with all the marketing people and we ask them a ton of questions and they never can answer them. Like they, they right. just can't cause they're there to, you know, it's 1999. It'll be on store shelves. It'll be available here, here and here. Right. And we're like, okay, but you know, this is wrong or is it going to come with this or is it part of this? And they're like, oh, we, we don't, we don't know. We have yeah. no idea. Yeah. Right. And right. so that, that sends off like bells for me going, Oh crap. Like, is this going to be good or not? And then in the last few years with Instagram and Facebook and these live chats that people have in podcasts too, um, people like you are, are able to talk and, and, and tell their stories. And, and even when they're working on stuff, some companies allow some of the the talk about the stuff and you feel like there's a real fan behind it. So, there's a little bit of um, reassurance that like the property's in good hands and you're willing to invest the money. Cause at this point, a lot of us are going, there's a lot of places to invest our money. You know, we're not going to waste it on something that doesn't have a future. doesn't really look that good or doesn't live up to the expectations that we all have for them. So it's nice to have that feeling of reassurance that, the, the properties in good hands for all the good that, and like you said, all the good and bad that for all the bad or all the questions or problems that came up with Scott was running masters. You know, you knew he knew his stuff. 
and he was mm-hmm. fighting for a lot of the things that mm-hmm. we all love to see. So it, it you know, yeah, that's my rant of being a fan. No, no, Thank you. I appreciate that. That's very kind of you. Thank you. Um, yeah, there's, and there are, there are a lot of passionate people working on um, brands. And um, I was very fortunate to get to work on something that I loved as a kid and continue to be a big fan of. I took a little break from DC mm-hmm. after Mattel. After I needed a little space, a little yeah. distance, but, um, but I've come back to it. And, um, you know, I, 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 you know, I do really love that brand and I love those characters and I go beyond Batman, like not mm-hmm. just Batman. It's because I think what's so important about DC is legacy yeah. in a way that Marvel's not so big on legacy. Marvel is Spider-Man is Spider-Man. He's Peter Parker. Now, of course there's Miles Morales and, you know, and, yeah. and Gwen and stuff, but that's more recent, but like, for most of for most of 60s 70s 80s 90s like uh, even into the early 2000s peter parker was bitten by a radioactive spider he's spider-man you get it you yeah. know the story right but um how many robins have there been right like that's in, that was always interesting to me like that's and that's what drew me in tim drake is what drew me into comics in the first place because there's that um is that chuck dixon or whatever yeah, like yeah, that, yeah that cover with him like he's he's sitting on the gargoyle with batman behind him and it was like Robin, you know, new Robin. And I was like, what do you mean new Robin? I thought Dick Grayson was Robin. Because yeah. I didn't wasn't reading comics. I didn't know. I just knew the, I knew Scooby-Doo and I knew the Adam West show. Right. So I thought it would, you know, and, and so I learned, I'm like, what do you mean they killed a Robin? Wait, Robin is now Nightwing? And it like legacy is what drew me in. Like I wanted to uncover like all the stories. Right. Like there's, with the exception of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, there have been different versions of every single character. You know, and everyone had their favorite version of them. Like, right. um, my favorite version of Green Lantern was Hal Jordan, and um, but you know, the next generation came along, like they were Kyle Rayner fans. That was me. And I've come, yeah. and I've come, and I've come to grow. I've grown to love Kyle. Um, I think he's probably the closest thing to a Marvel character that DC has because he's just like, he's just a good guy who is given powers and takes on the responsibility. Right. Whereas all the other ones, it was like they're super rich or they're godlike or whatever. Like it was just kind of, he he was more like that modern, which I mean, Marvel has those great sensibilities about characters making them more relatable. He just kind of fumbled his way. Nobody trained him to be Green Lantern. Right. Nobody was there teaching him. He didn't have Sinestro and Kilowog and Tomar Ray telling him, this is how you do this construct and this is how you do this. And right. watch out. He had to figure it all out on his own. So I've come to appreciate Kyle. And so making that figure was sort of like, I mean, it sounds corny, but it was making peace with that character because his arrival meant the end of my Green Lantern. Mm-hmm. And I, and that was, what was that, 94? I was 15 and um, really angry because I was big into comics and they killed off my favorite character. I mean, they made him evil, right? So right. here's someone that I love. They made him evil. So I was I was, I was was grumpy with, with um, Kyle Rayner. And it wasn't the character's fault. It wasn't the writer's fault. I get it. The... Hal Jordan is boring as a character. Like he's things happen to him. He doesn't make things happen. Like it just, whereas like Kyle is so much more interesting and I've come to love that character. So making that figure was like, I get it. I even have a custom piece of art from um, Daryl Banks. Like I had commissioned uh, after I got laid off because I like, like I want to make my own package art using the art that he did for me Mm -hmm. just because like, his inking style and everything else is like what I loved about comics in the nineties. Um, but anyway, I digress. I, no, I, I mean for me and see, it was the opposite for me with Kyle where it was, 
I, for whatever reason, I was never a really big reader as a kid. Like I like to look at the pictures, but like I never really read the stories. And it was, you know, 93, 94 and 95 is when first I had a ferocious appetite for reading books and I just read everything I could pick, put my hands on. So the idea of a new Green Lantern um, and then Wally West kind of having new adventures as the Flash and them getting thrown into the Justice League um, and being like the the kids of the of the group and kind of screwing yeah. up from time to time right. um, really is what really cemented me as like a Kyle fan. So whenever they did the old one where it was like a more modern costume, I was like, okay, at least I get the face mask. Like I'm okay with it. And then when the, when the classic one, you know, his first costume came out, I was like, I have to have it. Like it, it just has to, <laughs> like, I, I, I've been dying for this for, for decades now at this point. Yeah, um, yeah. And so it was the opposite for me where it was like, it, it was the period of time where it drew me in. And it was like, right. I was riding my bike. I was, you know, we, we, we lived in Bridgeport for a really long time. And my, my extent to being outside was with my mom in the backyard. And if she wasn't outside, I wasn't outside. And yeah. then we moved to Cheshire, um, for, for middle school and high school. And I got a bike and I was able to like, just leave for the day. And there was a little comp, there were two comic shops in Cheshire at the time. So I would like yeah. bike to one, pick up stuff from them and then bike to the other one and pick up stuff from them and then ride home as fast as I can and go sit in my air conditioning room and just like read as many books as I could. Um, and so that, that, that was a period of time for me that kind of re like ignited the flame of like the stories. Um, and really, I got really heavy into all of them for a while. So it was nice to kind of see them come along um, and have different, like you said, the legacy of it all. And I think yeah, that was, I was no, go ahead. Uh, I was, I mean, like we moved, we moved from Bridgeport to Tucson, Arizona when I was um, in 89. Mm-hmm. So from like 89, 90, 90, 91, something like that. That's when I first found that Emerald Dawn Green Lantern comic. Mm-hmm. And I remembered and he's crashed in the bricks. And I remember seeing that character on Super Friends. And I was like, yeah, he was cool. Like he had a ring. And, um, you know, I started like going to the swap meet because there, there was only really one comic book shop, shop in town. But we'd go to the swap meet a lot. And they had a couple of comic vendors. So I started going through back issues and pulling stuff. And um, and Fantasy Comics, that was my comic shop. And that like seemed like I started riding a bike and so I could ride to the comic shop. Yeah. So get it. And I mean – we moved from like Connecticut, which were my parents' family was and my mom's family. Like every, all my family, I, I have like 20 something cousins. They were all in Connecticut and we moved away to like mm-hmm. no, nobody, like right. nobody out there. So I was super lonely. Right. I was like, I had no, like I was the new kid in school for the first time. It was, it was really, it sucked, but like I would get lost in these superhero comics and like, they were like my best friends when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. And so like, and so then I wanted to always like, learn more so i wasn't grabbed by spider-man or like i i I did read spider-man but it like it wasn't like it just pulled me in but um wally west especially i loved wally yeah like like i I would pull old back issues with barry in it and i was like he's boring like he reminds me of not even my parents like they he reminded me of like boring grandparents he just was he was just boring to me but wally was he made mistakes um and it, it just I I was so upset when Ollie when when Wally got retconned out during New Fifty Two. Yeah, he just me too. disappeared. 
And then when he came back, and, and it's, I, I have nothing against him being a different color. It's, it's, it's fine. I think it's when they reintroduced him again and then said that, well, no, 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 the black one isn't actually this one. It's different. That like was more upsetting to me was like, just stick with it. Like yeah. if it's going to change the race, I'm totally fine. I respect that. It's cool. More, you know, more diversity is better. Like right. the, the, the you know, more audience you're reaching out to um, and everything. It's when they brought the other Wally in that felt weird. But, um, but I, but I loved that Wally, you know, it, to me, I guess the problem I have with new 52 is that it was unrecognizable to me. That Superman yeah. was unrecognizable. He wasn't my, he wasn't my Superman. The, um, the Mandarin collars that they all had, what felt weird, like just as a design choice. Cause yeah. like, why would they all have the same collars? But that like, besides the point, like they just, they threw out everything that I had been reading. Cause I read, you know, all the way through like the Jim Lee era of Batman. Um, and um, with like the, yeah, what was that? The earthquake storyline. Yeah. Yeah, the, and, yeah. No man's right? land. And, yeah. And, yeah, No Man's End and, and the Hush storyline and everything else. Like I had gone back and started reading all that stuff again. And New 52 just kind of like, it just made me feel like, oh, this isn't for me. And there's nothing wrong with it. It just wasn't for me. Like, right. This, like this is the end, like, you know. Well, I think that that's what happened with me and what they did to Wally, which was because I was, I was, I had just gotten married um, or engaged at that point um, with my ex. And they were telling stories with Wally, you know, being a husband, being a father. And, and yeah. that was my most disappointing thing with Peter too. Like with Spider-Man, like you said, like there's not legacy, like it's Peter Parker, it's Peter Parker. But there was a period of time where he was a teacher, his powers were changing. Um, it was when he met that Ezekiel and it was kind of Stravinsky was writing for a little while. And, you know, he was, being a teacher, but being Spider-Man and being an Avenger and kind of, he was growing. Like he felt like he was becoming an adult and I was in that same period of time for my life. So I felt like, Oh, like finally, like I can connect with this. And then they did the same thing with Spider-Man. They did with Wally, which is like, take away the family, take away, you know, take away the character, reset everything, make him younger and take away the things for me that made him interesting. And it kind of, same thing for me it was like that period of time is like when i popped out like i was like okay i'm good like i don't need new 52 like i like classics i'm fine um and i've read a couple things here or there but i've never gone back to the level to which i used to read and it it, it's a little bit sad like it is it's just you know it's sad not to to have that and i do go back and read hush and i'll go back and read some of the other storylines um but it's it's just not the same anymore. It's just, for me at least. It doesn't hold that magic or that that feeling, because um, it feels like everything changes so quickly now. Right. Like there's no well, and there's I mean, and and to be fair, like that's okay, yeah. right? The the right. versions that we love, they they still exist. They're still there. There's still probably stories that we haven't read that are from that time period that we could uncover and find. And I think that's a that is a a, a real challenge with fandom in general is that like there's a sense of ownership that we feel over characters like this is like this is my this is my flash this is my kid flash this is Mm -hmm. my green lantern this is my and and when they change it's like well but that's not my green lantern that's not my this like the Zack snyder films those aren't my versions of the characters they don't resonate with me i don't i don't like the films i don't like the way that the characters are done it um 
but there are a lot of people that love them and like so that's that's theirs like they it's like okay yeah. that's that's their version for you like your version um we're watching we're watching the 2011 thundercats we just there was a crazy sale like pre we're putting it on hulu sale yeah and I knew it was happening. I'm like, I, something feels weird. Why are they selling the complete series for 2011 and the original series? But we bought both of them. And I'm watching the 2011 series with my son because um, it has a little bit more modern sensibilities and storytelling to mm-hmm. it. And so, like, my son loves it. He thinks it's really cool. It's going to feel weird to then go watch the classic one. You're like, well, this kind of corny, slightly cornier one, this was my version. You know, like, yeah. that That will be his version of Lionel. But, um, you know, I... I don't know. I think like, I think it's a, it, it's cool, but like you, you do, like you said, you, it loses that particular magic for you. And then, but that's okay. Like you've probably moved on to something else that like captures that imagination and spirit for well, you. And it's been, it. it's been toys. Like for me, it's been mm-hmm. toys and it's creating, I feel like I'm a, a museum without space at the moment, like in some ways, because it's, I, I feel you like see my garage. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you see my basement. <laughs> yeah. I've been told I've been spilling into too many rooms in the upstairs of the house, so I've got to kind of move them back um, and reorganize. But I feel like I'm stockpiling to be able to either do photography more at some point or um, build displays in some way. Because there's a, I just had this epiphany today, and I don't know if it's something that would be possible, but um, there's a toy uh, museum in Connecticut um, in, in Cheshire actually. And I almost wonder if they would allow like a guest curator, um, Mm. to come in and and do stuff from time to time. And it would be, I would have a ton of fun being able to curate, um, a rotating exhibit space that could, you know, speak to either the history of a character or the history of a line or, or something like that, that in the next few years, I think I'm going to pursue because when I, a, a while ago I was going to donate pieces of my collection um, and they oh, weren't wow. taking donations um, at the time. Um, and I've, I've walked through and been yelled at by docents that like the, the volunteers. Cause I'm like, wait, no, that like they have a shelf that was like Marvel legends, but they had like secret war figures and superpower figures. And I'm sitting there talking to our friends going, this belongs on this shelf and this should go on this shelf. And they're like, and then Dosi came up, they're like, everything's arranged according to the way it should be arranged by our curator. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, But I mean, I, you know, I've, I've been buying like little things and like um, accessories and, and this and that to be able to kind of do these better um, setups. And I just, I, I feel like I just never have the time to really pull it off. Um, yeah. And that's the thing, but yeah, I think I they... struggle. I, I struggle with, uh, displays. Cause I like, like I, I have three of the Ikea display case things yep. and I have no problem filling like the first four shelves or first three, you know, like I feel like the first three shelves and the yeah. four shelf. And then that four shelf, I'm like, what do I want to put in here? And I like, I've never displayed my Thundercat, my Thundercats Mattel ones because it felt like an incomplete collection. Yeah. So, and, and like, I'm, you know, I've, I've gone in on, on GI Joe classified. I'm not getting every figure. I don't love every one of them, but I, I am excited about them, but I, I don't, I don't, I'm not putting them out until I get like a, a sense of Scope. the whole thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like I need Flint and Lady J and General Hawk and <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
you know like i need those characters before i feel like they've made some headway like i don't i don't need the red ninja i don't need that weird destro like i don't need those i need like and they've and and they've knocked out a few of them you know gung-ho and and roadblock and stuff like that like i'm excited that those characters got out yeah um but like it doesn't feel like a collection yet it just feels like they're just getting started and I waited. Uh, I did buy like the Mighty Morphin Lightning Collection for years, mm-hmm. but um, I didn't put them out until I got Billy. Like it was just, and it took a year, right? Yeah. Like, they started with they start they started with Tommy, yeah. And then we've gotten ten Tommy figures since then. But or I'm exaggerating, but it feels like ten. Yeah, Tommy there's figures. been a few. Yeah. Right. And and like we're you know we're we're finally getting like non Z like non Dragon Shield. Um, zach but like and that's fine i actually just don't mind i love the dragon shield it looks cool mm-hmm. on them, but like i didn't put them out until i got those because it didn't feel complete like i just don't it didn't feel good but no i i don't know my display stuff is it's constant change and there's just bins of toys in my garage oh yeah just no bins. there's bins everywhere i think the, <laughs> the thing that excites me the most though I, I will say this is um fortnite and it it sounds like a guy my age sounds like sacrilege to be like Fortnite's the greatest thing, but it, 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 it was for me, it was like, it was another like aha, like light bulb moment of like this thing unifies everything I own in that three and three quarter scale. Cause they started putting those things in the game. Like the next season yeah. is all Marvel. And so oh. all my Marvel three and three quarter universe figures yeah are in canon with that and they've got batman they've got star wars and they so i'm like yeah no like it's 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 a unifying piece that kind of and the engineering on them lately has been i really have been having a lot of fun with posing them out because they can Mm -hmm. just they can do things they're so much more nimble than than the average figure in that scale and so it's been fun to kind of play with those but those are the you're talking about the four inch jazz wares yeah 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 those i mean i just i'm blown away like it, it they remind me of when we were kids and you go to the store and see multiple pegs of something like there was like yeah. 20 pegs of gi joes to choose from and 10 pegs of, of thundercats and he-man and stuff to look at and fortnite's the same way there's so many pegs and i like to me i'm like are they not selling like what's happening but it's actually so much variety there's yeah. so much variety and it just I, I, I don't know if kids are I, I don't know if kids are getting them. My kids are too young for Fortnite, so they don't they don't grab them. Yeah. But um I hope that they're doing well because um the character designs are fantastic. They're so zany and like I um I have Raptor because he looks like a yellow beachhead. Yep. Like it just thought yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it was just super cool. And uh, is Raptor the one with the yellow ski mask? I think so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, he just looked like, and we weren't getting six inch Joes at that time. But yeah, no, it was. Um, they, they've just wild. been fun. They've been so yeah. much fun, and I think they are. And I think, however they're doing it, they're available too. Like it's not like you like if you walk in and you're going for a Fortnite toy, you can walk out of them. almost any yeah. store, and and yep. they're there. Um, so that's yep. been the other nice thing. It's like. Them and Spin Masters. I think Spin Master DC stuff has been really killing it too. Um, mm. It's been a lot of fun to kind of collect those. There's been a lot, and they're they're different. So um, yeah, and they're good in that scale. So um, we yeah. hit about an hour. So I like okay. to try to keep yeah. it there. But thank sure. you so much for joining us. Is um, you want to g- give your um, Instagram handle out so we 
you know, get you more followers and yeah, you can, uh, you can find me at JNL underscore toys. Um, and, uh, I post as often as I can, which is not often lately because we're trying to get the kids ready for school, but <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> uh, another thing. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, you can find me there and, uh, you know, thanks, thanks for having me, my friend. Yeah. It was, it was no. a great time. Great talking with you. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, be healthy, stay, stay, be well. Yeah. This podcast was brought to you by Jackson Studios. Jax!